Welcome. Hello, Jill Blake. How Hello, are you? Aaron West. I'm doing great. How are you? Fine. Uh, glad to meet you finally after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> we have some history. We're, we're, this is not our first rodeo, no. but this is our first rodeo for Cine Journeys. So um, I'm excited. I'm very excited as well. And since, uh, you know, we, hey, I've been, I think we've both been podcasting or doing some sort of media stuff as a hobby for probably 10 years or so, maybe yeah, at least. give or take. Yeah, mm -hmm. at least. Yeah. Or writing. I'm yeah, probably much more writing. And um, we are going big this time. This is uh, actually our job, believe it or not. It feels weird yeah. to say that. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> we put <laughs> something together. Uh, well, actually, before we get into that, let's just because sometime this is going to be the first time people meet us. Um, sure. Do you want to introduce yourself, Jill? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Jill Blake, and I am, um, I guess the best way to describe it would be a freelance writer and researcher. And now this uh, Center Journeys is becoming my full-time gig. Um, and I have been, um, I've written for Turner Classic Movies. I've mm -hmm. written um, and done on, on camera for Filmstruck, uh, which kind of, which a lot of people know was killed in 2018. Um, and so it was kind of a pre um, precursor to the Criterion channel, I suppose. Wow. Um, and then I've done some, uh, work for Netflix film for Canopy. Um, mm -hmm. and then I've written, um, booklet essays and provided other commentary for, um, Blu-ray labels, um, notably, uh, Indicator, which is powerhouse, uh, based in the UK. And I've been writing, um, for a long time um but doing it professionally uh since probably 2014 2015 and uh i'm based in atlanta georgia and i'm married and i have a 13 year old just turned 13 year old daughter so happy birthday nah. yeah yeah it's yep. been so a big week for you it's know. been a very big week <laughs> in, in our household um so yeah that's just a little bit about me in a in a kind of a big nutshell what about you Aaron well first off uh you kind of floored me with that 2018 date because I here I was thinking it it feels like not that yeah. long that we've been because we had an episode right we had an episode about filmstruck when it was and I and we had interacted before that but you know that's five six years now so um it's amazing. Like I'm saying that in 2018, in some ways feels like last week. Um, mm -hmm. because this whole, I mean, I feel like the last three or four years has just occurred in some like other dimension. It's all <laughs> one world. It's yeah. It's one world, one year. Yeah. <laughs> it's spirited it's been away. Insane. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but that, yeah. Filmstruck launched in November. I think of 2016 and it they announced uh we're actually approaching what year is this so the fifth year <laughs> since they announced they announced it was was closing I think the beginning of October 
Oh, wow. Right? Or no, lo- maybe the near the end of October and it closed the end of de- November. That's right. That's gotcha. what it was. Yeah. I laughed because there was a, I thought you were making a Twin Peaks joke that is a spoiler. So I'll just shut up. <laughs> and you just say, what year is this? <laughs> what year is this? It's 2023. I know that much. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I have not, I don't have that sort of byline, but, um, but you know, I've been a cinephiliac for, um, I guess decades. And, and in fact, I, I don't know if you even know this, uh, Jill, but in the early two thousands, I did some film criticism in Atlanta. I, I used to live in Atlanta and Atlanta. I moved here a few years later. I live in Columbia, South Carolina, which is, uh, not exactly New York or Atlanta, uh, but we love it. And, um, but I kind of transitioned away from that, uh, got into blogging, um, got it. So did some writing all throughout the aughts and the, um, and the, what do you call them? The, the, the tens? I don't know what they're called. The last decade before this one. Um, <laughs> and then I, you know, I, I love criterion. So I, I guess you could call me a criterion bro, but I, um, I, I feel I'm more than that. You know, I've studied film in college. I've studied history and I've studied, I've actually taken history and film classes because I think film is a great way to, um, to make statements about history. And I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that as we go forward with this project. And as far as podcasting, I've been doing that a long time too. Uh, started out with Criterion Close-Up and that was with Mark Kearney as, as our host. And, uh, uh, hi, Mark. Oh, oh, hi, Mark. Is was our inside joke, uh, the room, and uh, that was more uh, kind of like we would tackle a topic. So actually, that is m- maybe more reminiscent reminiscent of what we're going to do here. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I love movies. That's uh, and I, <laughs> I and it's I not just the ones do. on Criterion. <laughs> yeah, I would be. Right. This would be a poor career move if um, if I did. But the thing is, like again. Not saying I, I don't think of Criterion Bro as a negative term, um, but I, I do know that there is that collector mentality. I have a little bit of that, but not like a lot. Uh, but I, I, I'm really um, into streaming media and um, physical media. I do have a lot. Of, I do have the Criterion Blu-ray collection. Um, and aside from that, I'm also a uh, a former IT person, and I've worked in business. And actually, I built a business that really isn't relevant to this podcast, but I, um, I sold the business. So, and that was actually a pretty big, uh, move in my life, um, as you can imagine. So that entrepreneur spirit has actually kind of flowed into this and, um, you know, we won't go granular, but, you know, we kind of had a business plan. We carried it out, we iterated, and we also got feedback to make sure we were on the right track. And guess what was the feedback? <laughs> Can you summarize it? Um, this is great. <laughs> I mean that well, it's 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 so it's a winner, I think. And what we've been told, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was no. This is gonna. This is terrible. It stop. <laughs> um, it was all. When can I have it? <laughs> so yes. basically, yes. When can I have it? So the platform again. We'll be more in a deep, those will be more deep dives, uh, probably the weekly episodes, depending on our, our knowledge. Uh, right. uh, as you can tell, we're doing Miyazaki. Um, we did not watch a hundred Miyazaki movies this week. I sampled them, but enough to, um, enough to get a, you know, refresh my memory. Right. So, uh, and that's Synergies and, um, we are really giving a lot to our founding members on, so it's free. 
the audio podcast, it's going to be on podcast. In fact, you might be listening to this on a podcast provider. Uh, there is a video option that will be on our Substack. Uh, that that is not that's behind a paywall because this is our jobs. And um, but and of course, we want you to support us. We we frankly need you to support us. Right. But you know, don't go broke. What what's most important is that you just subscribe, follow along, enjoy the show. Let us know what you think. And uh, and then hopefully when the platform's built, you'll participate in that as well. Yes, I'm very excited to get that going. I think it's it's going to be great. You guys are going to love it. I, I, I've i been biting my tongue. I really want to tell you everything, but yes. um, I'm just going to say you're going to love it. But you're going to find out very, very soon. Things are moving yes. very quick. Uh, I, maybe within a week of when you see, hear, see or hear the, this. So, yeah, that's uh, anything to add about Sin Journeys? No, I mean, it's just, a, you know, I think it's taking what we have done on our our old show and what we've done on our own in various things. And it's just kind of taking that to the next level, so that, which seems very cheesy to say that. But it is kind of, I don't know, we... Aaron and I love to talk about film and Mm -hmm. we think that our, you know, previous listeners enjoyed listening to us talk about film. And Mm -hmm. so this is, we're kind of going a little, a little more, you know, a little more in depth um, and also just kind of uh, widening the scope of what we discuss, which is really exciting. And one of those things that we always, you know, would find ourselves talking about more than what was just kind of the, the box that our, that the previous show was in, you know, we would find ourselves, you know, trying to work. Mm -hmm. How can we discuss this and still kind of relate it? And I think that's a, a big big clue that maybe you need to change what you're doing which is what <laughs> what yeah. we're what we're doing here with Sin Journeys. So we're really really excited to get this started and to welcome all of you to to what we're doing. And it's not lost on me personally that we are covering a director in our first episode that has never been on Criterion is honestly too I I don't want to say too popular because there are plenty of popular yeah. films but it's owned by Disney so you, yeah, you can take that for what it is. So, um, but yeah, that's that's a, a boundary. If we're just talking about physical media, uh, you know, even streaming media, media, unless we talk about the Disney Channel, uh, that we really can't cover. And um, there are a lot of topics that we're going to get to that um, that we're really excited about. And so this is going to be these episodes are going to be a journey for ourselves as well. Now this. Is an exception because we've had i personally had many journeys with miyazaki and we will get to that um but uh so we'll just reflect on that and we actually have some fun things uh yeah uh, last thing about all that is um we we record uh probably weekly we're gonna we're shooting for weekly we're not quite ready to make a contract with you about a weekly podcast uh we will have bonus episodes on our, behind that paywall um, and we will also have unedited uh, uh, versions of the podcast. And I 
should be um, audio and video. And those will drop really within um, however long it takes to render after we finish recording. Right. So some, sometimes it's five minutes. And sometimes our guests have been like, wow, this is up already. We just <laughs> said goodbye. Um, and let me tell you, if if you are a listener from our other show, Criterion Now, and you were a subscriber to and supported the Patreon for, for that, right. you know that you <laughs> get some pretty fun i mean sometimes it's silly stuff right but then there's a lot of times there's some pretty juicy little bits that get left in the unedited show and some of the best little i guess uh inside jokes and things that kind of carried through all the episodes would be in those unedited things so there will be some fun bits that you get uh with the subscription um you get it as it comes you get the mistakes you get the you get the <laughs> exclusives you get it all you know get my dogs barking in the background <laughs> this is this is real life right here and you, real life and, yeah. and you will get a front row seat <laughs> and and we can digress and that's there's we a, can digress there's a lot of digression going on we can take a topic that is fascinating to us 20 30 minutes it's happened before absolutely Yes. And and honestly, I think some of our, in fact, I'd say many of our best moments on that prior show were in those periods. Absolutely. But, be but because it was not the theme of the podcast, we cut out more. Mm -hmm. So, and and we we make each other laugh. And uh, you know, it's some podcasts I don't like that does that. You know, when they do that, because I, we are serious too about film, right. and we're, but we just have, I guess, a compatible sense of humor. Would you I say? Think so. I, I think that pretty much covers it. And we're just super excited to have you all here and uh, and to go on this journey with some journey. journeys. And also we will have Linktree with all our yes. social medias. We do have a Facebook group that if you want to search it, Criterion Now, we're going to use that. We haven't really made a decision on how to use that, but that's where our listeners are. It's roughly 2,500 people. And it's honestly, and I'm saying this as a very proud uh, podcaster and uh, social media guy, is that it's probably the least toxic group I am in. So <laughs> I, I hope you agree. Yes. It's so yes. nice. People are so and nice to each other. <laughs> it is a very, I mean, that's a rarity uh, mm. in any, really in any online space. Once you hit a certain threshold, um of you know numbers of members um things get a little dicey it's i'm mm -hmm. listen i am in a lot of groups that i just um kind of lurk i don't participate okay. now uh criterion now is about 2500 people but we've actually been maintaining that about since for years really uh yeah. and 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 we just we don't let the toxicity in so right. if you jo join the group be nice follow the rules and That's right and you'll hear from us and you'll be able to talk directly to us so um yeah. we hope you join us there well without further ado we're gonna go to japan that's our first journey is japan look at this we're in japan <laughs> look at this i mean look at the yeah the um well you have ghosts and some trees yeah these little um, these little tree spirit people tree spirit <laughs> that's yeah. uh miyazaki ism tree critters <laughs> spirit thingies 
Um, yeah. And then I'm in Flowers, and of course, with the main character behind me, uh, it just worked. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've I, so I've I've been a Miyazaki fan uh, since I was you know uh, um, since the '90s actually. Uh, really is when young I discovered lad. him. You were a young lad, As a young strapping lad. Actually, I found <laughs> him out from my siblings, who are were younger lads and and ladies girls i guess at that point um actually younger than yours <laughs> your mm -hmm. girl and um so they were obsessed with princess mononoke and uh and in fact when they realized i could talk about prince they actually thought i was cool <laughs> which is all something right. so uh so and I, i've since then seen probably all his films at least once uh, except mm -hmm. for the the up one up and coming one um i have not uh hired him as an HVAC <laughs> that is an inside joke yes yes um do do we do we I say we go there <laughs> let's go there so so as you all know or maybe you don't know we're going to tell you um so Miyazaki he's tried to retire what how many times like a bajillion times it's like every time he makes a new movie he he's like i'm i'm done i'm done with this crap um i'm uh <laughs> i'm just i'm done with it i'm never gonna pick up a pencil ever again <laughs> i'm i'm done with animation and um so he made this new film that's coming out, I believe, November, December. It's already mm -hmm. premiered. Well, it's already premiered in Japan, um, but in uh, it had its uh, Western premiere in uh, Toronto International Film Festival last month. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if it's going to be making appearances at the other film festivals. I'm not sure, but it does uh, hit us and uh, canadian screens in november december and it was going to be his last movie for real this time you know and, oh, yeah. and uh he, he promises and then at i think it was at tiff one of the studio ghibli executives was mm -hmm. was basically like are you kidding me he <laughs> just like came into our office last week and um he brought all these storyboard ideas. He's not done. So he's an artist. He, he's an artist and and a, a tortured one at that. And he can't give it up. But so what I what I was and I'm looking at my phone so I can I can pull this up. <laughs> the um the onion, as you all know, is a great satirical magazine. And um they did a uh a headline, an article on Miyazaki and uh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the headline here and uh <laughs> this this made me laugh really hard but it's um Hayao Miyazaki announces return to filmmaking after big time fuck up at new HVAC installation job now listen Aaron and I discussed that we wouldn't use any language on this program uh today it's since since Miyazaki is kind of a these movies are you know kind of G to PG 13 yep. and so they definitely have a a, a children's audience but I, I couldn't edit on that because the, the headline is is, yeah. is perfect and we'll post this in our 
in our show notes uh, and on and on the Substack for our sub our subscribe for our Substackians. <laughs> what is Substackian Substackers? Um, we'll post the link to this, and and so you can really you can see the amazing Photoshop they've done, where they've put <laughs> Miyazaki in, in this <laughs> HVAC repairman outfit it's it's, <laughs> it's just <crazy. laughs> it's so so good and he looks so sad i mean he looks he looks like miyazaki i mean miyazaki always looks so sad <laughs> he just looks <laughs> he does he looks he's so very serious sad. he's so upset that he messed up his new installation job <laughs> so we will share that link it's it's just it's really good um, but I, I'll read this one quote. I'll give. I'll read this one quote. It's quote really good from the article. While I was eager to move on to the next phase of my career, it appears I must go back to cinema because I sure as shit can't show my <laughs> face in Koganai heating and plumbing anymore. Said the 82-year-old creator of My Neighbor Totoro and Spirited Away, who explained until that until yesterday he had no idea. Quote. Every goddamn AC unit needed to have a St. <laughs> drain line installed to release buildup moisture and prevent the growth of mold and mildew. So it's great. Yeah. Read the whole thing if you if you can. Yes. It's hilarious. Yes. And um, and don't yeah, we don't need a square jar. Uh the onion does. So yes. So that um, was we were quote children, we were quoting we were quoting a yes. publication, and and so that that is it. Bad words are still bad. That's right. Um, what's funny <laughs> is uh, about that article is my wife is a very smart individual and she's an English professor. She uh, has studied linguistics, different languages, although linguistics is not just is really not about language at all. It right. just so happens, uh, you know, uh, you learn a lot about language. Uh, but you also it's also about culture, too, and how um, people interpret uh, different things. And so we have really magnificent conversations um and because you know i'm i'm coming from a more uh, film analysis you know where she's kind of thinking about how things are seen or perceived or interrogated or interpreted like for example she worked in barbieheimer on her class because in one of her classes because that's such a unique media phenomenon and actually I, that's the kind of thing i think we will talk about uh, going forward last night we had a conversation about that article which uh, she agreed was very funny but what she pointed out and i shared this with you last night uh, is mm -hmm. that people like satire and fact you know is very hard to discern um right. unless an american satire is very unique and um and is not really interpreted well uh, or not even interpreted at all, and um, sometimes in uh, other places on the globe, uh, foreign cultures, foreign languages, uh, they, so uh, a lot of people think that they will see the onion and they will think that um, he actually took an HVAC job. <laughs> I just, maybe people in Japan will think that. I mean, sometimes what's crazy is in our even here in the United States, the satire has gotten, well, let me, let me strike that and reverse it. Our nice. world has gotten so crazy 
that real news headlines we have there's like a whole kind of meme like this is not the onion so there's all these fantastical things happening happening that you're like wait a minute what (laughs) how is this how is this real um but no that's that's true that some of that just does not translate in other language or other culture and so yeah maybe you know i wonder if miyazaki sees this headline and he's like you know this is fake news maybe he won't be so serious (laughs) maybe he can laugh at himself what's funny though is she's actually used the onion in class and so after we were talking I, i i you know kind of like circle back to the whole foreign aspect and she's like oh no aaron yeah that's very valid um but she asks sometimes people in her classes uh, if they know of the onion and they don't so americans <laughs> could g- just randomly find this website and think that their favorite uh animation director is um has you know forayed into the world of, of ac yeah i mean interesting things- it is yeah so anyway that's a, that's a fun start way to start off uh yeah. and but yeah let's uh let's talk about uh Heo Miyazaki uh I, I, we didn't do a deep dive I'll, I'll just say just be no. we we actually did just decided on the topic a couple of days ago just because right. we can uh but we have seen their movies and um do you want to start with your Halloween thing or sure you- absolutely so I just want to preface this by saying that, and and I think I can speak for Aaron here, is that we are not Miyazaki experts. Um, Mm -hmm. We simply admire uh, and appreciate his work. Um, And you have definitely seen more Miyazaki than I have. Um, And really in this household, um, I am not, the Miyazaki super fan my mm. daughter is that's awesome and so I have experienced a lot of these films through her and we it seems like almost every weekend there is a Studio Ghibli movie on um wow. and she has kind of branched out to some of the others that were not directed by Miyazaki where and she's like all right we're coming back to (laughs) Miyazaki so um so for Halloween um so my daughter's birthday is October 4th and kind of the way it happens uh when we celebrate her birthday is we usually do something here and then at another point in the month we will have like a family birthday party with family that from out of town she's she's the only grandchild um so uh with with my family and with my husband's family that's it and she's an only child so she gets a lot of attention and also halloween is very big we love halloween and so she's always kind of and i think halloween might be her favorite holiday Mm. and so we always kind of do it up and she, it kind of gets her birthday kind of gets lumped into things. And so that's cool. Um, I, I get suckered into making costumes <laughs> and a couple years ago, um, I made her a, I think a pretty great link costume from, um, legend of Zelda breath of the wild, 
uh with like the blue champion tunic and the and the cape or whatever like i hand painted everything it's sewed it all up and this year i have been suckered into making a princess mononoke um costume um and actually like son princess mononoke the main character and so right now let's see if i can get this to work mm -hmm. this is the mask uh, can you see it'll work yeah so i audio listeners yeah visualize <laughs> yes so i am currently working on so that's a paper mache and paper clay and so i'm working on making the red mask um that mononoke wears and i've i'm working on the i'm holding up a little styrofoam cone here mm -hmm. this is used the mold for the ears i'm going to paper mache that and i'm sewing up the dress and she's got the little moccasin booties and we're uh we found like a really stupid kind of ninja fake ninja um dagger at the store that we're going to modify to make the the daggers for mononoke so that's been my life that's great that's great yeah i've gone through an insane amount of mod podge and um <laughs> so yeah and i'll start sewing up the the costume but mononoke is huge in this household and nice, nice. Uh, gets watched a lot and uh she's really kind of identified with that with the character that's great know? and that's i'm great. thinking well she thinks she's been raised by wolves <laughs> you know so no it's it and it's a beautiful movie um and just crazy just the whole story is complicated mm -hmm. and um sad but also hopeful and it's pretty hardcore just mm -hmm. you know and it's it would be on the very like the more adult yes. side of so if you have like a six-year-old you know don't show them on anoki mm -hmm. so kind of in that 12 13 14 range probably maybe 11 you might be able to if you have a very mature 11 year old yeah, there are a few movies that um, it's not just the content. I mean, the content is always sure. G, G to PG, I guess. Um, right. And I'd say more, leans more G. But the thing is, um, and what fascinates me as about Miyazaki, and I am, uh, I, I wouldn't say the only fan. My wife is a fan, and I'm going to get to that. But, um, you know, I, I'm the one, and I'm, I'm not as big a fan as probably a lot of our listeners. So uh, I really uh, would appreciate hearing from people um who are fans of Miyazaki. Uh, for me, I, I just think he's just such a unique voice and I, or not even voice, but um, I, and he is able to tell really complex storylines and really unique storylines, uh, especially in the world of an animation. And, it, you know, there is Studio Ghibli, you know, there's a Wikipedia, I go read the Wikipedia or maybe, you know, some film uh, scholar articles. I'm sure there's a, a wealth of stuff there. But what I think is his strength is that he really captures the essence of humanity. And uh, some, and in fact, sometimes I love when he has those scenic, relaxing moments 
and they kind of wash over you and they kind of punctuate where the character is in the story. I kind of like those more than um, a lot of the narrative dialogue. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah. And, and so sometimes you just feel very peaceful after seeing a Miyazaki film and I'm using spirited away. I think that one qualifies. It's very weird. Some of his films are very, very weird, um, which kind of surprises me that people, because people, kids especially, really can like Spirit, Spirit, Spirit Away won an Oscar. It's been on, I think it's on the sight and sound list. If it, uh, or I'm fairly certain, yeah. Fairly, fairly certain, yeah. Um, but it's, I watched some of it last night. And it, uh, again, I, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's um, crazy. And it's crazy, but it, and and you know we could spend probably hours looking at deconstructing, uh, maybe reading some books, uh, but I think just the feeling it gives you, like it, it is a kind of serenity, and uh, yes. and I think that's why everybody loves that feeling, and yeah. and so I think that's why he's not only such a brilliant artist and can get away with a film like Spirited Away or numerous others, but he also. Um, that's also his appeal. Uh, he can appeal to a wide range. I, in our Criterion groups, you know, there's a lot of talk about Miyazaki through the years. Um, people have collected the Miyazaki discs. There's a really nice box set. So, um, so yeah, he's special. He's special, and uh, and I'm, I, I'm I love that uh, that your daughter is has taken to him. And um, and watches one a week. Wow, I don't do that, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's on a you know. Um... Nausicaa I guess that's how you say that yeah that's one of her favorites and that I mean I have actually not watched the whole thing um because the, the there's like some of the music kind of creeps me out a little bit because there's like a like a singing little girl that's singing you know and it and it just really like creeps me out but she's like oh that's becoming one of my favorite movies and so I hear that music and I'm like Ooh, you know um <laughs> but yeah even she was she wasn't feeling well a couple of weeks ago and mm. she was laying in her bed and she has a television in her room and uh she's that was something we ended up having to add earlier than we wanted to because of COVID and, you know, but, um, so she's in there watching Nausicaa, you know, That's great. you know, so, you know, I, I think the thing about, you know, you're talking about just this kind of the establishing scenery rather than the narrative, I mean, the narrative, a lot of times you don't know where he's going with it as it's, <laughs> as it's unfolding yeah, you're right, sitting yeah. there and you're going okay this is super weird and i'm not quite sure what is happening right now <laughs> and then and it's not the case in in all of the movies but right when you get to the kind of near the end you can start pulling in all those little things mm -hmm. all the weird and you go, ah, okay, I've got exactly. it. Exactly. And, and, but it's, it's kind of this very, I don't want to say roundabout. It's just a very unique way to, and, and we're talking about very difficult, complicated subject matter that, you know, where it's the, you know, the balance between nature and, um, 
uh, I don't know, like industrialization Industri- yeah. or commercial, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and can they coexist mm-hmm. or, and it's not as, you know, like in Mononoke, it's not as simple as saying this is evil and this is good. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the balance between the two yeah. and finding a way. And, and it's complicated because you come away with that and you, and you're sad about this destruction and, and what it unleashed and that it's out there and that it can poison or it can, it can in the wrong hands can do terrible things, but at the same time, it's a necessity. And so it's this, and the fact that kids are seeing this is insane in a good way because they're being exposed to this, but it's being the way it's visualized. It's, you know, the fact that my daughter is talking about this, you know, I'm going, my God, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's incredible what, and and you think about Totoro where ultimately you're dealing with children navigating the, oh, look at that. Children navigating the trauma of being separated from their mother, mm-hmm. who is in, I, I think it's, it, it's never explicitly stated, but she has TB. Um, I think that's the implication, the implication is that she has TB. Um, and I believe Miyazaki's mother uh, had been institutionalized for, I think for TB. Um, which, you know, in the old timey movies, they call consumption. Um, and so, and that's the reason why they, the family needs to move to the country and, you know, they've been uprooted and these children are dealing with kind of the trauma of leaving their, the life they know into this foreign, um, land and they're separated from their mom but ultimately it's about imagination and fantasy and and the escape and also like the innocence of childhood and it's just mm-hmm. beautiful so you know you can show that movie to a 3 year old and they are going to be utterly charmed by Totoro and the little um dust sprites or whatever yes, they yes, are yes. and the cat bus and the little white Totoro's little white front, whatever those little things are. Yeah. And Aaron's holding up a plush cat bus. And so those three and four preschoolers are going to be absolutely entranced by those images. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the adults are going to be sitting there and weeping <laughs> because it's a, <laughs> yes there are definite layers to all of these movies right yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i i'm not man enough to i i'm i'm man enough i should say to uh you know to cry in movies and not be embarrassed about it there are some people that lie i'm just gonna say that that's right that's right but and, but to yeah. your to your point about like the um the way he allows those difficult topics sometimes complicated topics you know he's socializing kids in a way um those that that, um that watches movies but they they also work differently at different times of your life and i think that's why 
I think with almost all of his movies, and I'll just I'll just go to Toto Rope, and I won't you know I won't spoil anything, but I the third act is just breathtaking, and it, you're really on a journey. And yes, there's the cat bus is part of it, Totoro's part of it. That one is more uh, I think linear, but it's still yes. weird and and oh, and honestly, definitely weird, right? And Japanese culture is weird. Like I don't know that I'm ever will ever be in a place to truly understand a Miyazaki film because. Japan doesn't really have an organized religion, uh, you know, their cu- cultural standards and mores. Yeah, maybe if I spent 10 years in Japan, I might get it. Right. But it still works, you know, um, kind of like those Onion articles. It still works for a outside uh, audience. Um, well, and if but- you have any, you know, like, if you're a cinephile and you watch any, you know, Japanese, like classic Japanese mm-hmm. cinema, you... You know, and I, and I say Kurosawa because he's probably the most um, approachable, uh, the mm-hmm. easiest gateway into Japanese cinema. But, you know, even if you're watching the Godzilla, you know, mm-hmm. Godzilla films, you do kind of get a um, crash course in a lot of it's like post-war japan mm-hmm. um but in the you know kurosawa movies you kind of get a um because you know miyazaki will play around with kind of feudal japan a little bit and then oh know, yeah mo- you know post-war japan so um if you have seen some of those um more popular classic japanese films you may at the very least have kind of a baseline vocabulary for for how cultural vocabulary i should say so you that's a great way to put it yeah you know so you know but for i think really what draws people in if they've never seen a foreign film Mm -hmm. is the animation is unmatched it's it's stellar this is and and now I am of the mind that animation is various forms and animation is cinema to mm. quote yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Um, it is a serious artistic medium. And I think that it's, and I'm not, I'm not knocking these films, but when we are being bombarded with like, you know, minions, volume eight right, right. or whatever which that is still cinema. cars three <laughs> and yeah cars three again that is it's still animation mm-hmm. it is still an art form but i do think that and i i think that um computer generated animation or at least how it's um you know it may start off as you know some hand-drawn in terms of like uh, the concept but i think computer animation is still animation it's a oh, different yeah. it's a different um form but i will say that in our uh current landscape there has been a serious lack of hand drawn animation it's, and it's a dying art and unfortunately it is a dying art and i i think back to those like i'm a huge fan uh i've been an animation fan my my whole life i never grew up um on that <laughs> and Me too. i mean i i still watch 
you know, cartoons, uh, Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm. And I still watch like all the seventies, you know, uh, like Scooby-Doo and Hong Kong Fooey and, you know, um, speed buggy and i will tell you that the animation in those are they're not great i mean it's a lot of like repeat backgrounds it's like fred flintstone walking and and it's just the same background but um but i still appreciate it i love it but miyazaki does something that this is old school hand-drawn animation that we just do not see anymore and like you said it is a mm-hmm. dying art form and something that that like you know like ub iWorks and um and walt disney you know they were you know uh, pioneers in that and even they even disney lost their way you know with with that oh yeah um yeah. but if you look at early disney animation it is incredible what they were Mm -hmm. doing and so Miyazaki kind of takes that and goes somewhere that no other animator has been um it is absolutely breathtaking to watch it's lovely and I I, I'm glad that you mentioned um you know the connection with other Japanese cinema now this is our first episode we're big Miyazaki fans but we're big film fans and we have watched um thousands upon thousands of films i've seen a lot of japanese films um and when i think of uh i don't know if it's studio ghibli or ghibli um i'm gonna say ghibli but um i've always said ghibli and my daughter has corrected me and said it's ghibli <laughs> it probably is ghibli i'm i'm always wrong but but i also i, I yeah, i've seen a lot of ozu films mizuguchi kurosawa uh Narusei, you know the list goes on um and when i think of ghibli or ghibli I think of Grave of the Fireflies, and we're not going to get into the history of of, of this that studio. Um, and in Miyazaki, I can't recall if he worked on that, but I kind of think, and and that's a very very dark subject, uh, so dark and so um, deep and tragic, and but also fulfilling. And um, and that's the that's the thing. He takes very very difficult topics and kind of says, you know, you're going to be okay. Yes. Although sometimes they're not okay. I'm just I'll just leave it there. Um, but it reminds me of kind of the some of the early uh Japanese films. Um, I don't know if you ever saw uh Humanity and Paper Balloons. Uh I want to mm-hmm. say the director, he he didn't do many, he died young. Um, it was either Yamakana, Yamanaka, uh great movie, uh in the 30s. I forget oh. which year, probably mid to late 30s. Mm-hmm. And he influenced really all of it. Uh, maybe not all, but a, a lot of the, the cinema to come forward in the next decades, which was really a golden period of cinema for J- Japan. Um, and I kind of see Grave of the Fireflies as that, but, you know, then, you know, eventually they stray. For example, Kurosawa's Ron is a lot different than some of his early works. Yes. Uh, Ran Ron, uh, again, another masterwork, uh, beauty masterwork, uh, I think just Japanese cinema has that aesthetic, and um, and I think that Miyazaki is bringing some of that into it as as well. Absolutely. Now he's not he's not bringing uh, you know a thousand people on horses with flags <laughs> storming a, a castle, but he does hey, live in. He he has not retired yet. He screwed up his <laughs> HVAC job. 
he could <laughs> animate uh, a film with thousands on horseback. Yeah, I think some Kurosawa fans might be just a little ticked off, but you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Man, an animated version of Ron would be—I don't Actually, know. Wow, I might I, get I might get down with that. I could too. I mean, the, the one th- I, we're not gonna. This is a, a digression that we <laughs> will take sometimes. We've got we've got breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news here on Cine Journeys. We digress that- sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has come back from retirement and he is going to release <laughs> an animated version of Ron. Now, Kurosawa is not. He is his retirement no. is permanent. Um, yes, he is permanently retired in the great hereafter. Right. But it's a beautiful movie. And if you watch it today, you will notice that, um, you know, there's not a lot of extras. He made a lot um, with the space that he had. But um and, and my, Miyazaki. my dog Sugar just <laughs> appeared in the little forest that oh, I, is behind me. I don't me. know if I saw it. Yeah, she um, uh, somehow worked her way, traveled with me to to Japan. So um, apologies for that. Nice. Well, I'm glad she made the journey with you. So <laughs> uh, let should we finish off with a little fun and show and tell? Yeah, I know you already I showed so. the costume, and I showed. Yes. Well, actually, actually, I, I have a. You know, we we're not. Um, this show is not about. collecting or streaming media however it's about everything we're not going to neglect criterion we're not going to neglect kino we're not going to neglect anything and we're going to talk about this so during my um my limited prep for this episode i'm not frankly it is not hard to talk me into watching uh, uh miyazaki so i don't know if these will appear i'll just show you one so here spirit away let's see can you see this spirited away this is the um this is the old school disney blu-ray this one had previews and um that i had you could either watch or hit the top menu Um, which is totally disney it's like we're gonna show you uh the three caballeros uh straight to video it's like three caballeros go to iraq or something (laughs) straight straight to video and you're like i don't want to watch these previews for movies i'm never gonna watch yeah well it also has a language (laughs) prompt and i put in english and the only choices were english and francais um so i was like okay well i could just change it with audio subtitle all that stuff um, then I couldn't. There was no Japanese track, so I put it back in. I had not noticed the Francais, Francais uh, before, um, and I selected that. So I ended up starting to watch the movie in French. I had to turn on the English subtitles, and it's I, I can speak some French, but it's really hard to read French and English at the same time, yeah. um, or hear French and read yes. English. Um, so uh, I looked, and there was no Japanese track for it. And that's how I like to watch it. And the one thing about Miyazaki films, actually, especially Totoro, is there really are great um, American voices. And and I would not begrudge anybody for watching English-dubbed versions. Um, I right. think they play just as well. Personally, I like the Japanese with subtitles. Um, and I think that's just because that's how I watch a lot right. of foreign films. And I'm, I'm just accustomed to it. Um, however, because of that, because I could not get the Jap- Japanese, I actually went to Max to watch um, to watch Spirited <laughs> Away, and I played it, and I was like, "Oh right, okay." There's uh, there, it's not French. It was was of course English. I probably could have changed it. I was like, "It's okay. I- I'll watch it in English." But that's actually the very first time I have 
Oh, because wow. Because these discs have been upgraded. Blu-rays yes. have been upgraded to, I, I believe it's the Cheek Kids. Um, yes. And then the box set. I, I don't know if it's 4K yet. I know that there was a box set that came know. out. It was coming we out have, last so year. I, I bought a lot of those um, years ago. I'm I'm a member of the Disney Movie Club because there's certain things <laughs> that are exclusive to them. And so, like, uh, for example, the Return to Oz, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which is like the most bonkers movie ever. Um, and so I'm a member. And so I bought all of these Studio Ghibli movies, uh, years ago because I got them for like next to nothing. And, um, but they're terrible. The editions Mm -hmm. are terrible. And then they've come out with, um, Steelbook for the, with Mm. with G kids and they're much better. Um, but there's some that are like out of print and very, very expensive to get, but we do have a stack, um, um of the steel books that we nice. gave our daughter last nice. year for christmas so um but i don't know about the box set i know that it's supposed to be fantastic um but i would That's love what, to see yeah. these come out on 4k yeah it is weird to think about upgrading blu-ray with other blu-ray and i've done it but um yeah but those are sure really those... lackluster i mean they're just not yeah, they're, I, they're I, bad. I think, yeah i wouldn't you know, give it I away don't, i don't have any you know, my daughter has watched them dubbed and that's, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and she has seen subtitled movies. I mean, I've shown her some Kurosawa. Um, I actually just introduced her to Yojimbo, which she thought was mm. really good. Um, wow. And then I showed that's her great. to Hid- Hidden Fortress several years ago. And um, mm. did you, and did she know the Star Wars part of it? Yes. Yes, okay, it was when yeah. she was in her Star Wars phase. And so um, I showed that to her. She doesn't really remember a lot. She was probably maybe a little too mm. young. But um, so I, I don't have a problem with dubbed being offered. But mm. I do have a problem when yes. the original theatrical is not available. And yes. so that's the main issue here is that no, absolutely zero issue with dubbing and i know that you know and then and some of them are done very very well mm-hmm. um but they do need to be including the original version period mm-hmm. with with english subtitles because i i do think that if you and in this again is not to take away from there are some really great actors british and american yeah. actors that that i mean they're not these are not just in i mean these are like you know a list talent you know that they get for these um for the dubbing but it also without having that that are the original voice actors on that you're really taking away from the work that they did and i do think that you lose um i think you do lose quite a bit in the performance and i think you you also and not everybody is there for this but you also lose a little bit of the culture absolutely Um, now l your daughter i don't don't know if i we're gonna say her name at some point ellie Ellie, um it's some point you know she's not there for japanese culture and post-war feudal japan uh, or actually pre-war feudal japan um or post-war you know world war ii uh grave of the fireflies is um related to that but um but yeah i i'm just looking at my tor del, um del toro <laughs> my totoro and 
it says starring Tim Daly, Dakota Fanning, Elle Fanning, and Lee Salunga, I think. So yeah, it, it, that's also part of the popularity is that it just works. And those are that's probably one of my favorite voice dubs uh, of an animated that movie. Is, it works. That is yeah. very good. I mean, and, but I'll tell you that like, it always throws me for a loop that Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> is in uh, Princess Mononoke. I mean, I guess it works, sort of, but... I don't know. It's you can definitely tell it was, you know, he was big in '97. So you know, but um, so you were showing your your Disney discs, and I thought I would show this little. I my daughter just got this for her birthday. Let me see. Let me put it here. Yeah, I, we see. I can see it. Little Yakul, and mm -hmm. it's so soft. Look at this little. Oh, fur. That's, that's great. And yeah, it, and it could be like. Doo -doo 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 um so yeah and then this i actually got this at a store um called kino kunia uh which is a it's actually like a chain and we just got one here in atlanta it's huge and you can get like manga and all kinds of but they've got all kinds of stuff cool but uh yeah little, nice yeah it's bye. adorable yeah see you later um yeah show and, and tell uh sorry yeah uh, yeah audio doesn't get that but um yeah, and then um, there is a, I guess she she crochets and does other things, but she's uh, a artist based in um, Chattanooga, and there's a store, and my, I'm from Chattanooga originally, and my husband is too, and our parents live there, and there's a store called I Go Tokyo, and so the one of their vendors, um, her... I guess her handle or whatever is pineapple Valkyrie, hmm. whatever that means. <laughs> and um, so she makes these little, like, I think this is uh, called Amagurmi, or is that how you say that? Yeah, and, that's uh, a tough one to get on camera, but uh, yeah, yeah. But it's the little, it's the um, dragon from Spirited Away. That's cool. And then we've got Calcifer. Um, AKA Billy Crystal for the dub version of the little, <laughs> the little fire thing from uh Howl's Moving Castle. And then there's the turnip head. Is it turnip head? Is that his name? Is that Spirit Away? Uh, no, this is from Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I, I forget and the little, I saw that when it came out and I haven't, it's like a it, scarecrow so, yeah. turnip person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This, this I, looks cute. I, it looks familiar when I see it. Um, I'd already shared. Oh, do you have more? <laughs> no, that I mean there is more, um, mm -hmm. but I did not. I I, I quickly pilfered my daughter's uh, room. She's got like a no face little thing. I mean, she's got all kinds of stuff, but I, I grabbed the I grabbed <laughs> those those key pieces. So. Well, I, I didn't grab everything, but I, I will share where I got it, and and this might be a good way to end or yeah. wrap up um but uh it people on camera can see the cat bus smiley teeth kind of kind of like mine i guess his teeth are a little <laughs> better he his or hers i'm not sure the gender uh one time i was at orlando disney for a business trip and um i went to epcot uh one day the hotel was it was one of those that's right behind epcot's which is actually a great place to stay because you could just go eat um and I went to the Japanese section of Epcot yes. and they have a great gift store. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and my my wife is uh, interested in Japanese culture, but um, you know, kind of some oddities. Like she she loves these, uh, and I, that's where I got these. This and the, and also a stuffed Totoro, and also uh, one of the ghosts from Spirited Away. Uh, yes. Which is, I, I think most people, that's a very iconic character. Um, and then some other things. Uh, but the other things, um, the people, the one thing about Epcot is they hire actual um, people from the nations in which they're re- representing. So these were all Japanese people working, um, checking out these weird tourist Americans like myself. And some of the stuff I was asking for, uh, it was all above board, first off. It, I'll, I'll tell you, it was mascots. <laughs> And I was asking for specific ones, and um, they uh, to give a gift to my wife. And one of them looked at me and said, "Sir, how do you know this?" <laughs> and so I was texting my wife. I said, "I have major cred in the Epcot Japanese gift store right now." I'm like, the, "They're like, wow, this American really gets us." So, and yeah, humble brag, but um, it was actually not my knowledge; it was my wife's. And she loved the the gifts in, in the Miyazaki and the others. Yeah. So yeah, nice nice short discussion. I think to start yeah. off, lots more to come, and I think we'll we'll put a lot on the Substack, uh, public and private. Um, but for know. now, we're here. Uh, you'll find us on the Substack, uh, and and when we say sub Substack, that's not only the um, the subscription model that's also where we're hosting our podcast yes. and that's where we will, that's what we'll send the podcast to yes. the audio podcast to all podcast and this players. is a new thing for us i mean and podcasting on substack is fairly i believe they launched mm-hmm. that this year and so um we're kind of all going to be learning this together um but we are pretty impressed with how that platform is set up and um, excited to try all the little goodies that come with it. So, um, but yeah, you'll be able to get this podcast, um, at least the edited version and the audio um, with all the major podcast feeds and things. So iTunes, uh, pocket tunes, Spotify, Spotify is a big one. Yeah. You'll get, get it there. So, all right. Well, that's a wrap on our first episode. Uh, very excited to kick this off. Uh, very excited to, you know, having you part of this community and, uh, we will certainly be talking and taking further journeys. Um, many, many journeys, um, soon near, very near future. So thank you, Jill. Great talking to you as always. It's always a pleasure. Take care.